Hey, family, in this video, we're going to be talking about the eight things that's keeping you from attracting God's best and how you can position yourself to attract that best. But I have a lot of points in a short amount of time, so I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to cover some few points. I'm going to get into some reasons, those eight reasons, then we're going to get to the positive ones. Let's first say this. The goal or our goal is to be attractive enough to attract God's best for us. Our goal should be to be attractive enough to attract God's best for us. That's our goal. And I put a quote up here, don't chase it, attract it. So many people are trying to chase on this race called life, the things they believe will benefit it versus solely being attractive enough to do it. See, growth attracts. Attractiveness is not based upon trying to exude from you, but truly exuding from you. And a lot of people, they're chasing success. They're chasing love. They chasing these different things versus attracting those different things. See, I tell people all the time, the things that we chase should be or was designed to chase us. See, I tell people all the time, I want the things that I want in life to be out of breath, not me out of breath chasing it. I want the things chasing me to be out of breath chasing me than me being out of breath chasing them. Meaning that as I'm walking with God and as I'm enjoying him and I magnify him. So I'm going to tell you something about being a magnet. We become magnets when we magnify. When we magnify the goodness of God and we magnify him in our lives, we become magnetic. And so you have to understand God is the strongest magnet. And if I magnify him and I begin to uh, manifest in my life, his characteristics and his likeness in me, then I can't help when I have a big God in me and I'm living in his, in his, in his, in his presence, thriving in it, then that's when those things are attracted. So the reason that we are, some one of the reasons why we're not attractive enough is because we're trying to attract it with the wrong stuff versus allowing God to change us enough to where we're able to attract the stuff, right? Next point, attractive people are active people, attractive. Attractive, active is in the word of attractive. Attractive people are active people, not stagnant people. And active people activate the release of what they are after, quote unquote. The things that, that they're aspiring to have, they, because they're active in the things of God, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, you heard me say this many times, shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. That word wait is meant to be a waitress or a waiter. The more I serve the Lord, the more I engage in God and ask God what he desires, and all of a sudden, I'll begin to see my desires in my life. But we have to be active active in our purpose, active in our spiritual disciplines. We have to be active. If you want to be attractive, you have to be active. And people who are active, activate the release of the things that are after us. For instance, if I don't reach a certain level of maturity and attractiveness, it will not activate the release. Do you know that the things that you desire to have are waiting for you to activate it? They're waiting for you to be attractive enough and active enough to activate its release. See, God's timing is perfect. And God gives based upon development. God gives based upon maturity. God gives 
based upon those things. And when we endeavor to grow deeper in the things of God and seeking first the kingdom of God and seeking first his righteousness, then we'll become like him and attractive enough like him. And then those things will be activated and released. And then those things will be coming after us. The goal, and I, I must have misquoted here, the goal is not to go after. The goal is to be attractive enough for the things to come after us. Next point, what you are looking for is actually looking for you, the best you. And read it again. What you are looking for, quote unquote, is actually looking for you and is looking for the best you. So if I become my best self, I can attract the best wealth. Because now God knows that some of the, 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 uh, the important things in a person's life, stewardship, integrity, mentality, all those different things have to be already installed before those things are, are, are brought into your life. Next point. In order to attract, you must subtract. Here's some prerequisite points before I get into my reasons. In order to attract, you must subtract. What are some things like that you must subtract right now? That's the only time subtraction is a good mathematical thing for the believer. What are some things that you need to subtract off your life to attract the right things in your life? What are those things? You can think about that on your own time as I go through these real quickly. Now, let's define what attractiveness is. Biblically, attractive refers to qualities, characteristics, or actions that are pleasing in the eyes of God. It doesn't matter if it's pleasing in the eyes of other people. It doesn't matter if it's pleasing to your own eyes. Biblically, attractiveness refers to qualities, characteristics, or actions that are pleasing in the all ever-present eyes of God or are aligned with his principles and values. It often pertains to inner qualities such as kindness, humility, and righteousness rather than external appearance. The Bible told Jesus, uh, 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 basically in the Bible says, the man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Is your heart attractive? Have you allowed God to turn your heart of stone to a heart of flesh? Have you have you echoed from your spirit, man? God created me a new heart. Renew me a right spirit, oh Lord. So that I so I you when you search my heart, I, I, I it's open before you that you can that you can do surgery and, and clean everything out. And so in order for me to be biblically attractive, I have to have the qualities, characteristics, or actions that are pleasing in the eyes of God. Are the things in your life that you're living and doing, is it pleasing in the eyes of God? If it's not pleasing in the eyes of God, it won't be released from the hands of God. It says, uh, and pleasing in the eyes of God or uh, aligned. We talked about alignment in other videos. Alignment or aligned with his principles and values. Do you know that even the people in the world become attractive when they're aligned to God's principles? Right? But imagine the people of God. When they begin to align their lives, not after the principles of this world, but the principles and values of God. Are your lives, are your are our lives anchored in the principles of God? And do we value the things of God? Let's keep going. Now, last one. Attraction begins on the inside. Attraction begins on the inside. Uh, I was coaching an individual day on our group coaching call and, and she was struggling with her beauty. 
and she was struggling with her appearance. And I told her it's it's oftentimes in cultural context we we begin to uh, uh, base beauty basically based upon the outside. We don't really take the time to really see that beauty is from the inside out. And I began to encourage her that that when you are a child of the King and and when you are God's kid and and you're an ambassador of the Kingdom of God, you carry yourself differently, and it's how you carry yourself will determine how attractive you are. And sometimes we look so much on the outside and we adorn the outside and we put makeup on and we we nothing wrong with these different things. But when these things are the sole source by which we deem ourselves beautiful, then, my friend, we setting ourselves up to be ugly. So there's been a lot of people who are beautiful uh, based upon the world standards externally, but are ugly internally. And so true beauty is from the inside out. See, the Bible says uh, Jesus was saying that the, the father is looking for true worshipers, those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. If you truly want to be attractive, you got to you got to exude beauty from your real self. Do you know your spirit, man, is different than the other areas that you are a spirit? You have a soul and you live in a body. And it's crazy that we focus more on our body and soul, but neglect who we really are. And that's our spirit, man. God wants your personality. Those things is in your spirit, man, like your personality, your gifts, your talents, your character. He wants those things to shine through. He wants you to be a worshiper who worships him in spirit and in truth and authenticity and originality. Because when you're authentic and you're original, my friend, you are attractive. But see, when beauty comes from inside, your, your, phys, your physique and your body just uh, assimilates in accordance to what, what, what's inside of you. And so attraction begins on the inside. Let's talk about the eight things or eight reasons why we are not attracting God's best. Number one, a lack of holiness. A lack of holiness. If one's actions or lifestyle are not aligned with God and, and what is and what is in scripture, it can create a disconnect and hinder the attraction of what of what we desire. A lack of holiness. See, there's two things. The believer it has been made holy. We are set apart. Now, when I go fishing or when I do anything, right? Oh, let's talk about fish. When a person goes fishing, do they eat the fish as is? Mm -mm. When they catch the fish, the fish has been made holy. <laughs> it's been made set apart. It's been made set apart from its, from its old context, which is the ocean. And it's been set apart now in the boat. Now, what happens when they take the fish to the, to the shore? They clean the fish. The reason why people can't eat from us because we haven't been cleaned. See, we've been made holy, but holiness is a byproduct of being holy. Holiness is how we live our lives. Being holy is the state of our lives eternally. And God wants to make us live a life of holiness, not holes and mess. You see what I'm saying? He doesn't want us to have holes and mess in our lives. He wants us to go deeper in sanctification to the point to where there's holiness. And so a lack of holiness if one's actions or lifestyle are not aligned with God and his spiritual principles and the way he wants us to live, it can create a disconnect and hinder the attraction of what we desire. Meaning it creates a disconnect because God ain't going to bless mess. God is not going to give someone something that he knows he's going to make a mess of. And so you got to look at your life. Yes, I've been made holy. Yes, I'm a child of God. But am I living in holiness? 
Am I seeking the depths of righteousness that has been inspired by the imputed righteousness of Jesus on my life? So holiness and righteousness is a state eternally, legally. I've been made set apart for God and I've been made righteous by God. But those who have been truly converted by God, they just don't stay set apart or righteous. They become righteous in their lifestyle, in their deeds, and they become holy in their life because they because they embrace being set apart and they embrace being righteous. So a lack of holiness is a reason why we're not attracting God's best because God's best cannot be in the midst of the world's mess or flesh mess. Number two, use of wrong methods. Using unethical or inappropriate methods to attract something can have negative consequences. Honesty and integrity in your actions are important for attracting the right things. So a lot of people are using the world's methods or using the world's techniques to attract what God, what they want from God or what they want in life. We have to understand that there are certain things that we have to use different than the world. We are God's children. Therefore, we cannot use the world's method. That's why a lot of churches, the reason why they're building, the thing about churches in modern day context is that they're building big churches, but not building big Christians. A lot of churches are building big churches, but they're not building big Christians. What do God want? Big churches or big Christians? Big Christians. Christians know their authority. Christians who know they are know who they are in Christ. Christians who walk in deeper in, in, in the depths of righteousness and holiness. Big Christians. And so they, they talk about, they're looking more for revelation and application. Everybody's looking for the next big revelation. They're looking for the best next skit, the next best prop, but they're not being, they're not propping up Christ. He says, if I be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men. So we have to use holy methods, biblical methods, authentic methods, methods led by the spirit of God in order for us to attract the things of God. Next, number three, lack of belief. If you don't believe in yourself, your goals or the possibilities of what you desire, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy that hinders attraction. Belief in yourself and your aspirations is a powerful factor, not the overall factor, but a powerful factor in achieving them. So you have to believe. But in order for you to be healed, believe, you got to know that you belong. You got to know that you guys beloved. You got to know that God believes in you. God sees great things in you. You know why he sees great things in you? Because he's the one that put the great things in you. I don't know when God, when God opens me, when God opens my heart up, my life up, my spirit up, I don't know how many books he sees in me. I don't know how many videos he sees in me. I was minding my own business. The Holy Spirit said, I see a message in you, son. I want you to talk to my people about attractiveness, son. I said, oh, you see that in me? I believe I can do this because I, I know you see it in me. And if God believes in us, then we should believe in ourselves. And then when we believe in ourselves, then we'll do what we need to do skill-wise and ability-wise to make ourselves believable <laughs> and garner belief in, in what we have to offer. Number four, lack of authenticity. Being inauthentic or pretending to be someone you're not can hinder attraction. Authenticity is often more appealing than try to, trying to conform to others expectations. Hear me closely. How many people are copies of another person's originality? How many people are copies of another copy that's a copy of another copy? So you know God never made a copy. God only makes originals. The devil is who makes copies. He created a system that copycats. 
And so when you begin to understand that, then you be like, God, I have to become more authentic. I got to become myself. Do you know what God has for you is looking for the original you? See, I told my, my class this afternoon, I told in my class at school, and I told my class in my mentoring program, uh, as far as my coaching program, I said, God is not trying to change who you are. He's trying to change how you are. Let me say it again. God is not trying to change who you are. He's trying to change how you are. See, God's not trying to change your love for music. He's not trying to change your love for theater. He's not trying to change your love of the arts or your love of business, your love of accounting, your love of mathematics or engineering. He's not trying to change you and your love for that. He's trying to change how you love it. He wants you to become an original. And so many people, because of other people's expectations and because other people's comments, they're not able to go out and do what they're called to. Could it be that the reason why you're not where you desire to be or you're not attracting what you desire to attract because you're not you? You have to be you to attract what's for you. See, the issue is when you become like other people, then you, you can only attract what those people get. And most of the time, you can't even attract what they're attracting because they not that attraction is not looking for you. You have to be you to attract what's for you. And you have to become your best self. So being inauthentic or pretending to be someone you're not can hinder attraction. Number one, two, three, four, five. Negative mindset. A consistently negative mindset, including self-doubt and pessimism, can repel. That's the opposite of attraction. Repel. That's right, my brother. Yes, sir. My brother, Kenny Mack. He says, you have to be you. I love what you said, my brother. You have to be. <laughs> you, the people who need to hear from you, they, you have to be you. See, if I try to speak like other speakers and I try to do what other speakers do, I wouldn't be attracting you. <laughs> because, listen, why do you think Burger King, McDonald's, and Wendy's on the same corner? Because they know everybody may like... Everybody in the car may like burgers, but not everybody likes burgers the same. Some people like square patties. Some people like bread in between their patties, like the Big Mac. Some people, they like other things. So you got to be you. Everybody has an audience, but you got to have a message. And before you have a message, you got to have the clean, you have to have a clean mess. That's why I don't mind being, you know, God seeing my mess. God, make a message out of my mess. So I can have an audience to get them out of their stress, to help them become their best. But you have to be you and you have to have the right mindset. And that's why I love my brother said, you have to be you. My daughter needs for me to be me. My wife needs for me to be me. My brother Kenny needs for me to be me. Like Y'all need for me to be me. So I have to be me. I can't be half of me. Woo, Kenny. I think you done, you done started something, Kenny. You have to be you, but don't be half of you. You can't be half of you and help people become whole. You can't be half of you and help be people become whole. You have to be your whole self. You have to be you, but don't be half of you. Negative mindset, consistently negative mindset, including self-doubt and pessimism can repel opportunities and positive outcomes. Negative mindset. You got to shift the way you got. See, look, see, Jesus attracted everything he was supposed to attract because he had his own mindset. And we're supposed to have this, have this mind being you. As it was in Christ Jesus, we supposed to have the Christ-like mindset. And we'll, I'll talk about that in other videos. And I talked about that in my, my course. And if you need more help in mindset, check out my Mindset Mastery program right now. Get in it right now. You'll be at, you have access to all the materials that will guarantee 
if you put the work in to get to have have you have the outcomes you desire mentally. Next one, unresolved past trauma, past emotional wounds or trauma can affect self-esteem and hinder the ability to attract healthy relationships and opportunities. Unresolved past trauma is going to hinder you from being attractive. Like, like you listen, if you got daddy issues, you can't attract the husband. If you got daddy mommy issues, you can't attract the wife. Because one thing a husband and a wife don't want to be is your dad or your mom. A husband was not meant to be your daddy. Well, in certain contexts. Now, a woman was meant to be your wife, uh, your mama. So if you got issues, you got to resolve that. Because if you, how can you solve if you haven't solved the unresolved? The, un, the unsolved. I think I said it. Yeah, unresolved. Yeah. How can you solve any problem in the world if you have unresolved problems? So you got to go to God and say, God, fix me, God. Like, like put, patch up those wounds. Let's keep going. Unhealthy boundaries. I got to get I got to go quickly. Having weak or non-existent boundaries can lead to attracting the wrong people or situations. Big one. Healthy boundaries are crucial for attracting what aligns with your values. Could it be that the one you want to be with can't get in a vehicle with you cuz someone else sitting in the passenger seat? Could it be that there's no vacancies? You got to make vacancies for visions. If you got a vision, you create vacancies. I don't care how lonely it gets. I don't care how single you are. I don't care what you don't have. Keep the vacancies. Oh, yep. This seat is vacant. This, this, no, see, see, the thing, the thing I love about God is that it may seem vacant to you, but in God's eyes, it's already taken for you. You looking at your left and be like, man, I'm tired of seeing an empty seat beside me. But God said, because I'm sovereign, and because I'm outside of time, that seat is already taken. Keep it vacant. Keep it vacant because that seat's already taken. You just got to trust me that I'm going to bring it at the proper time. But if you have uh, unhealthy boundaries, then you'll be with the wrong person. You know what happens to a lot of people? They, they have unhealthy boundaries. Then a person crosses those boundaries. And all of a sudden, they become bound to those people. Then all of a sudden, now they become soul tied. Then the person breaks up with them and they, and they're healing phase took it takes longer than the actual time frame of the relationship how many people the time frame to heal from a person was longer than the time frame they was with the person and you can't create short boundaries listen let me tell you something can, can, can people afford the maintenance of you people want a Rolls royce but they don't have enough money to afford the maintenance you gotta have the ability to afford the maintenance and that's why there's nothing wrong with being high maintenance Nothing wrong with being, and what I mean by high man, I'm talking about God's high man. I'm talking about maintenance. I'm talking about where we were supposed to be, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And the, the issue is we put what was meant to be on a showroom floor, we put it on the clearance. God's things was never meant to be on clearance. Let me say, have you ever heard of a Rolex on clearance? Have you ever heard of a, a Rolls Royce on clearance? Do you know there's a 2002 Rolls Royce that costs more than a brand new Honda? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But the issue is when your mentality is so caught up on false realities and not what and not how you're supposed to actually feel yourself, then, my friend, then you'll put yourself, you'll lower your standards. Do you know uh, not all walls can be jumped, but all short walls can be jumped? Mm, not all walls can be climbed and jumped. 
But all short walls can be climbed and jumped. So if you have short stand, small standards, small walls, blurry boundaries, now you can't help but not attract what you want to attract. Last but not least, lack of action. Simply desiring something without taking meaningful action can lead to stagnation. Attraction often requires proactive steps towards your goal. Like the four lepers, they was like, listen, if we sit here, we die. If we go forward, there's a possibility of us dying, but it's not a, there's, there, it's not, we're, we're not guaranteed to die. I love that. The four lepers, one of the guys said, yo, we can't sit here till we die. Because if we stay here, we're definitely going to die. But it's not a definite if we go after what we desire that we'll die. Then when the four lepers began to walk towards the armies or whatever army it was, God amplified their footsteps. And the people began to think that another army was coming after them and they left everything. And these four lepers who couldn't hear their own feet. Ooh, do you know when you walk on behalf of God, the spiritual world hears the, the soundness of your footsteps, even if you don't hear it? Ooh. So right now you're stepping in the right direction and you're thinking, can anything hear my footsteps? Am I even making an impact? But not knowing that as you stepping towards your purpose, your enemies are, 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 are scattering. So you got to be active because well, what the natural world is only the byproduct of the spiritual world. Things happen spiritually before it happens naturally. So right now you walking in that direction is causing your enemies to scatter off your property and then you begin to enjoy the spoils. Now, how to become more attractive real quick. These are self-explanatory, but very important. Number one, you have to become self-confident and your confidence must come from Christ. Build self-confidence by recognizing who you are in Christ, your strengths and setting achievable goals and celebrating your successes. Confidence is often seen as attractive. The most attractive confidence is one whose confidence is in Christ. So for instance, if your confidence is in your money, what happens when your money gets funded? If, if your confidence is in relationships, what happens when that relationship sinks? Your confidence has to be in something or someone that's immutable. That's why the wise builder built his house on a rock, while the foolish builder built his house on the sand. And so when you begin to understand that life requires you to find the rock, something that can't be moved, then your confidence won't sway because, you know, God is, 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 is who he is. Number two, self-care. Take care of your physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental well-being. Exercise, eat well, meditate on scripture, get enough sleep, and manage stress to feel and look your best. Take care of you. You represent God. No ambassador of a country is going to wear joggers and a t-shirt to, to, a, to a, 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 a meeting. They representing something. Take care of yourself. You represent the kingdom of God. Number three, authenticity. Be true to yourself and your values. Authenticity is appealing as people are naturally drawn to those who are genuine and sincere. Number four, effective communication. Develop good communication skills, including active listening and the ability to engage in meaningful conversations. Being a good communicator is attractive. That means your effective communication is rooted in empathy. Number three, oh, this, uh, this goes with it. Kindness and empathy. Show kindness and empathy towards others. Being compassionate, understanding makes you more appealing in social interactions. Next, 
operating on, operating in your purpose. Pursue and live in alignment with your purpose and passions. People are often attracted to those who are driven by a sense of purpose, excuse me, and fulfillment in their lives. So you have to understand, if I'm operating in another purpose, for instance, I met my wife while functioning in my purpose in real time. My wife literally was invited to my Bible study and she literally walked in with that linen skirt and that that white uh, A shirt and her hair was braided down to two big long braids looking good. She walked literally in the presence of me operating in my purpose. Could it be that the reason why you don't know your person is because you don't know your purpose? Or could it be that you don't you haven't met your person because you're not operating in your purpose? Then what happens when you operate in your purpose, partner with God? Then you'll find all the partner partner pieces that were meant to partner with you. You got to be in your purpose. Last but not least, don't try to attract everything or everyone. Recognize that you don't need to appeal to everyone, everything. Focus on attracting what aligns with God, with, with what God has for you your values and goals rather than trying to please everyone. Listen, don't try to attract everyone, everything. Listen, I only, I tell people all the time, because uh, my wife is, is a beautiful woman and 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 I and, and people, uh, kids in my school be like, Mr. Anderson, how'd you pull her? I said, what you mean how I pulled her? What you mean? Man, you know, the terminology with the kids today is riz. I said, man, because he's risen, I riz. <laughs> because he's risen in me, because he be lifted up. <laughs> I can ride, I can risk. Anyway, what I said was I only had to be attracted to one person. I'm not trying to attract everything because everything comes with its own burdens and I may not have the grace for those burdens. And so what you have to do, you got to say, you know what, God, I trust that whoever or whatever is for me, if I continue to follow you, I will attract it in time. Here's a verse that I want to leave you with and I'm going. Here's a verse that I want to leave you with. Colossians 3, 12 through 14 says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Ooh, put on then as God's chosen ones. So you have to know you're chosen. You have to know that you're holy and you have to know that you're beloved if you really want to be effective. You're God's chosen one. God chose you. See, salvation didn't start from us to God. Salvation started from God to us. See, the reason why we don't understand what it means to pursue purpose and and be pursued is is because we don't know the value of God's pursuit of us. When you begin to see that God was in the trenches looking for you and God was in the trenches looking for me. God, you found me. Oh, that gives significance. When you know that you're holy and God said, hey, you're mine. You set apart for my use. Then you won't be used by the devil, too. And when you know that you're beloved. When you know that you love by God, you can rise above anything. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, as God's chosen one. That means as is. Right now, I am God's chosen one. You are God's chosen one. We are God's, we are holy and we are beloved. He says, put on as God, as God means as is. He says, put on these things, compassionate hearts, number one. Number two, kindness. Number three, humility. Number four, meekness. Number five, patience. Next one, bearing with one another. And and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving. So forgiveness, I got to put on forgiveness as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And, And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. The goal in life as the believer is to be in harmony. The Trinity, the triune God, each person of Trinity is in harmony. 
boom, 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 with one goal, one mission, in harmony. And when we become in harmony with him, then we become in harmony with ourselves. Because God is three in one and he's in harmony with himself, then he wants us, which are also three in one, to be in harmony with ourselves. And when we're in harmony with ourselves because we're in harmony with God, then, then things become harmonious. Then, then you and your wife become in harmony. Boom. Then you and your children become in harmony. You and your husband come in harmony. Everything comes in harmony because you put on these things because you realize that you're chosen, holy, and beloved. So now you have to, because, you, because you're God's kid, you have to have a compassionate heart. God created me a compassionate heart. You got to embody the fruits of the spirit and become kind, uh, humble, meek, and patient. And being able to bear with one another. You have to understand, you got to have people skills in order to be attractive. You got to be able to bear with one another. If, you ain't pe if you're not a people person, you ain't going to attract. Because you're going to attract things because God uses people to bless. God just don't be dropping blessings from, from uh, heavenly drones. Oh, I'm just going to drop a house. So, no, 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 no. Houses, the wealth of the wicked are laid up. That means God uses people's hands to lay up those treasures for you. So you got you to be able to bear up with people. You can't be rude to people expect to attract good things. You can't be shy and expect to attract God things. You got to learn how to bear, bear with one another. And it says, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Forgiveness keeps you. Forgiveness is not about the person that hurt you. Forgiveness is about you going forward. Forgive. Forgiveness is giving you the opportunity to go forward. As the Lord has forgiven you, that's the principle. Because God's forgiven me, it should be easy for me to forgive the individual. Because if you're unforgiving, you're not going to attract what God wants to be given, what God wants to give. Until you forgive, God won't give. Simple as that. Because God can't use hard-hearted people or hard-headed people or hard-handed people. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect. You got to know that you're loved by God and walk in love. That's what binds everything. I pray this message was a blessing to you for time's sake and respect. And on my family, I'm going to get up off this live. Thank you so much for trusting me with your ear. And if you're in a position right now where you say, coach, I need a little bit more help in this area. I need to get to a place where I'm in my purpose. Coach, I need to get rid of these limiting beliefs. I, I got to get my mind right. I got to get my mindset shifted. I, coach, I, I'm tired of being in this place where, where I'm unattractive, not physically, but I'm not attracted to the things that I want from God. And if you really want to get to a place where you're attracting God's best every day and you're attracting the things that you desire to have your way and you become an attractive person you need to be, then check out my group coaching programs. They're available to you. My mindset and multi-purpose mastery program will be a good fit for you that will help you get to a place where you understand uh, God's purposes, purpose designs, and then align your life to God's designs so that you can feel what he wants to assign to you at a high level. Then I walk you through the steps, all that good stuff. But the ultimate goal is the payoff you're going to get is that you're going to be uh, not mentally limited. You're going to be thriving in your purpose and you're going to be attracting the things that God has designed to attract you. If that pertains to you, if that resonates with you, this ain't for everybody, but I know it's for some of you. If that's for you, go to my website right now, mycoachjosh.com. Uh, and, and go to the coaching tab and go under the mindset mastery program, the purpose, go into the purpose program because I'm combining those two programs and get in there, man. We're going to start our second phase in October. My uh, my first group of my first group of students, we're done. We're all, we got three more weeks for this phase and we'll be done. And we'll be uh, rinse and repeat. And it's going to be a little bit more because the Holy Spirit gave me some new stuff that I want to give to the second batch. So if that pertains to you, get into that. Check out my book, Multi Purpose. 
uh, how to uh, find and fulfill your purpose in life. Great book. This book's going to help you understand purpose, it, the interconnectedness of purpose, that all of us have multiple purposes. We just don't have one. Because if you can't handle the purpose of a husband, you ain't going to be able to handle the purpose of entrepreneurship. Right. And those things are aligned. So check out that book, Multipurpose. Also check out our, our merch line. Well done. Also, if you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds and you really want to be set free and untitled soul ties, uproot those strongholds in this book. The purpose of freedom would be a great resource for you. If you're looking at a situation right now, you're not quite sure if that's God's best and you don't know if it's a counterfeit. Then this book, Counterfeit a Counterpart, will help you test to ensure that you only receive God's best. If you're struggling with your feelings and you want to find the facts behind them so that you can get back to fulfilling your purposes in life, this book, Facts Over Feelings, will help you with those emotional connections. If you want to hold the importance of things in life well, and you're like, I'm holding more mess than I am holding what I desire to hold, then this book right here will help you hold the important things of life. It's called The Wholeness Journal. I also got a card game that you can get. It's a fun way to discuss wholeness. If you're struggling with your singleness and you want to find the purpose of your singleness so that you can enjoy the purposes of mingleness and, and, and all that good stuff, then this book, The Purpose of Singleness, would be a great resource for you. If you're single and you really want to become dateable, then this book, Dating Pro, will be good for you. It will help you uh, determine your non-negotiables and really help you see where you are as an individual. If you are dating somebody and you want to make sure you with the right one, there's two over 200 questions in this book that will either help you end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. If you have, uh, or if you're uh, married and you want to add a little bit more fire and fun into your, and your, into your uh, marriage, then get this book dating prep as well. And we also got a card game. I think will be fun for you all as well. Uh, also, if you struggle with spiritual warfare and you really want to win uh, the war uh, against you and in you and a better understand the whole armor of God, this book, World War Me, will be a great resource for you. And if you have young people, third or fourth grade and up, and you really want them to start early in their art or their purpose, then this book, as he says, as in from the students I serve, is a book that I wrote in, when I worked at the public school. All those characters are, 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 are uh, uh, gifts of the spirit. Uh, and so it's, it's, a it's a great book for young people. And so <clears throat> check out those programs. Check out those books. Check out those resources, card games. If you want to support what I do in this YouTube channel, there's ways to support there. And we appreciate your generosity and your support in advance. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll catch y'all next time. Peace.